Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I can't even do the hello. I was like, (laughs) not my day. Yeah, I feel you on that. Big feel you on that. So, why did your day go terribly wrong? It Honestly, it didn't go terribly wrong. Like, nothing, like, bad. But, like, the past, like, couple days, I guess, like, this week, kind of, I don't know. I've just been, like, in my feelings. Like, I don't know if maybe it's the full moon. Maybe that's a factor in it. Maybe it's the fact that, like, the weather's changing. I don't really know. But, like, it's just been, like, a sad girl week. Yeah. It's just, like, for me, pero, like, so this is my first, like, full week of school. Uh-huh. And, um, I mean, I just, I love being in school. I, there's not, like, I will literally probably end up getting my PhD. I know I'm going to go to grad school for sure, but I'll probably end up getting my PhD just so I can prolong my education. Yeah, I honestly miss being in school. I miss the routine and the fact that, I kind of like being in class. I don't like, like, being in school. I don't like having to do work, but I kind of like going to class and, like, hanging out and, like, being at school. You know what's wild? I like the work. I don't like class. No way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So would you rather, like, do, like, would you rather be totally online and then just, like, do all your work, like, at home? Like, do you not like the going into public aspect of it? Well, being totally online isn't exactly the tea because I yeah, did, it's not. So I did one online class in my spring semester that just came that just passed. Well, passed a while ago, and um, it was it was actually good, but um, it was kind of like inhuman. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, the fact that like I don't even know my professor's name, like I couldn't tell you what her name was. Like, it's like yeah, I know, yeah. I know. My last semester like was COVID. It was all online and like. I feel the same way. I don't even remember, like, who my professors were and, like, those and all of them, like, all, like, five or, what, six of my classes were online. So it was, like, I don't even know what was going on. Like, I just got distracted so easily. I was barely. And I even had, like, you know, those classes that are, like, three hours long, but they meet once a week. Yes. Like, I had Zoom meetings that were three hours long. I was, like, girl, how are you expecting this to, like, be? Like, be fucking for real. Like, nobody's paying attention right now. Like, we're all just, like, on another tab chilling. And from what I remember, um, from my Zoom classes, those, like, three-hour classes, they never really... I think I maybe had one professor that was, like, all right, 10-minute break. For my computer science class, she always gave us 10-minute breaks to, like, walk around and stretch. But uh-huh. all the other ones would just go for the whole three hours. I guess because we were in, in our own homes, they're kind of just, like, whatever. But it's, like, I don't know. Like, give me some a lot of time to, like, you know take a piss and like jack Three off hours or something. is a <laughs> long fucking time especially to be just like sitting in front of your comp- time i liked online school though i liked zoom but fully online like no meeting was like kind of a little robotic but i actually did enjoy zoom because i liked the fact that like i could just finish like i could just like in the middle of class be like i want f- rice and I'll just make yeah it just go make it yeah <laughs> you know I did like the freedom I was like I don't have to get dressed like you know I can just kind of like I can be in my bedroom and literally just like have it on and like literally minimal minimal effort at most just like clicking the button to like go on and and go off do you know what's sick though I had two different moods I legit would either go with literally my underwear on and a hoodie 
or I would legit brush my eyebrows, do my skin, and have a ring light. I never did that. I, like, if the camera was on, I made sure I was serving. Like, I don't know what made me do that, but, like, just knowing that I can stare at every single person's face and deduce that I was the hottest person in the room, like, because everyone's face was accessible to my eye. But you really could do that, you me. could do that in a regular classroom. No, because people might have their backs turned. Or yeah, that's true. That. Like, that's I had on, like, I had unequivocal, like, access to people's front profiles. That's I'm sick. That's I'm why sick. you sit in the front row and turn around and stare everybody dead in their eyes and assert your dominance. <laughs> You're like, I'm just going to go piss on you. I'm going to shit on you bitches. Yeah. Um, but I, I do miss Zoom. But I think if you're prone to, like, rotting, I think Zoom is really, really, really bad for your mental health. Yeah, because, and like, I'm super prone to rotting. In fact, I would say that's probably, like, my neutral state is rotting. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah, so it's, like, that made things very comfortable for me but it was definitely not particularly like good for my development oh no and I think at least with like I think the best part about school and what I love about the routine is that let's say you have a nine to five for example like you are there from nine to five and like I don't really know how (laughs) it works but I assume you have like an hour-long lunch break to like leave the building and like get food right Uh uh-huh I don't really know I'm just saying theoretical but like with class like you have those breaks in between and like having that hour break to like if you're a commuter student like myself drive get a smoothie get some breakfast come back to campus or walk around and fuck around go in the library do some work like that freedom and like it's just like so amazing of like being in person and like I've been really loving that so far and also like just the fact that you quite literally have to leave your house and then at that yeah. point you're already out of the house. Yeah, so you're going to go do stuff that you need to do anyways. Yeah, so if you're a rotter, like, I just, I don't know. I'm scared, like, to engage in the monotony of working life, you know, after yeah. school. And the thing is for me, like, I work from home. So I try to make an effort to, like, not, like, I could totally work from my bed like all I really if I have a meeting obviously I'd like get up and do my makeup and like go sit in my office but if I don't have to do that I could really stay in my bed all day and like not even get up and get ready or or anything so I like really make a conscious effort to like at least get up and like put on like presentable like sweats or something and like wash my face and brush my hair and like look you know like I don't not get ready, but not look like I just rolled out of bed. It at least like puts me in the mindset that I like, it takes me out of the rotting mindset at least a little bit. Um, But it would be, and I have to do that though, because it would be so easy for me to not do that and just get used to rotting. And like, once you're in a rotting cycle, it's like so hard to get out of it. It's literally the fucking trenches. Like, it's the marina trench or literally whatever the fuck that thing is called Mar- it, yeah. it's literally the marina and the diamonds trench <laughs> that's what i'm in that's really what i'm in like, baby i know you got a big ego all right i really don't know why it's such a big deal though <laughs> oh so, my god i can't talk about that album no me neither i can't, no, I, can't. I just can't so I can't. let's get into britney spears so um from my understanding sometime last week or I don't know. I've been working doubles all week and going to school and going to the gym. So I. But sometime this week, um, um, Britney Spears' son, who is, I believe, 15 years old, 
um, was like getting interviewed and basically was kind of like slandering his mom. Mm-hmm. And Brittany went to Instagram and I am aware that she posted one three minute little voice memo about her son where basically she was saying like, your dad, all he does is smoke pot every day. He hasn't had a job in 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a 40, he gets a $40,000 uh, check from me every month. And you each get like $50,000 checks or like something like that a month, which is like a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Of money. That's crazy. And that is ridiculous amount of money for, for child support. From my understanding, Brittany has zero custody. No. Visitation. I, yeah. I don't know about that. That's my understanding of like the conservatorship and like the custody that ensued from that. Like Kevin Federline, I think that's his name. Yeah. Of, of, right. That's her husband. Uh, yeah. Her that's, husband. yeah. That's her yeah. kid's father's name. He um, was very incessant on full custody. And I'm sure part of it was nefarious so he can get full child, so could get that, you know, that full check. The check, yeah. And not have to work a day in his life. Um, but so Brittany took to Instagram to kind of almost slander her son and say that like, you're an ungrateful basically like you're an ungrateful piece of shit yeah um for saying that considering the fact that you're gonna have more you have more money now than any kid your age could possibly even imagine right and it's all from me without ever even seeing me um and then i believe she might have posted six other voice memos on instagram maybe two days later which i could not be bothered to listen to um but yeah so from what i understand too a lot of people were defending britney basically saying like you go mother like that's mother like (laughs) well of course they are I think like the whole situation is just really sad because it's not easy to be a mother to like teenage boys I assume like without all the insane extenuating circumstances that like Brittany Brittany's family deals with I mean like obviously the custody the relationship between her and Kevin like you know, the fact that her sons are getting older now and they're starting to, like, understand more about Brittany. Now they can, you know, the age where they can look things up super easily and, like, find everything out about her, like, everything in the press. And also just, like, having a relation, like, the relationship that you have with your mom at that age is always kind of, like, weird anyways. So I can only imagine that it it hasn't, that that stuff just like doesn't make it any easier um and, i didn't like, even consider that you know yeah. and the fact that britney like i feel like people really kind of forget this about britney now that she's out of the conservatorship like and i say this with like all the sensitivity like she's still mentally ill yeah for sure for sure she's not like okay and like i think I, I definitely want to say when she was younger, I think she was fine mentally. I think so too. But I think like, well, they say that fame is a form of trauma and kind of freezes you mentally at the age that you experience it. So I think that Brittany is kind of stunted mentally and emotionally. At 16. Yeah, at like 16 years and then like kind of had to go through that sure. the whole time. And, you know, now she and she's been in the conservatorship for years and like she hasn't had her freedom and now she finally does. And like, I'm not surprised that showing her asshole on Instagram is like what she chooses to do with it because like she just 
hasn't had the experience that people have had in the past couple years like with social media and now she finally has her voice and she really wants to use it in so she's overusing it yeah i yeah. Th- that's what i think it is i mean it's giving you know like when a gay person comes out and they act really gay for like a year yeah yeah and then they like calm down and you know she's like i said like yeah. she's, she's mentally ill she'll never not be mentally ill hopefully you know she has help and I don't know if she's like on medication or whatever, or if she sees a therapist, but hopefully she's dealing with that on her own. But she's still at the end of the day, like a mentally ill woman who's going to show symptoms of that mental illness. And it just so happens that, you know, she has Instagram available to her now and she wants to to use that. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because like seeing all the people defend her. And again, I really want to say that was such a good point about her already having a weird relationship with her children because they're 15 when i was 15 mama yeah my mom was public enemy number one like literally like i she could breathe and i'd be like and i'd be like literally i'd be like kill yourself like yeah like it's already hard enough for a child at 15 to have a good relationship with their mother and also again for a mother to feel a mother already feels like she can't reach out to her child at 15 Mm -hmm. let alone like your you know, your child is 15 and also you never see them because you don't have custody at all and also you're famous. Like, it's just a lot of stuff and, like, I absolutely extend 100% sympathy to Brittany. Like, I just can't imagine how that fucking feels. I'm like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna just, like, fucking dog on her because, like, that's mother. Like, my, <laughs> like, that's yeah. literally, like, that's literally mother had mother goose. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I mean, I also want to say, like, just being a mother and not having custody at all of your kids is literally insane. Like, yeah, I, I just mean, that can't be, imagine. Dude. That must be so hard, like, on her. Like, I hate to pull that thing, but those kids came out of her hoo-ha. Like, yeah. literally, like, whatever. Like, those are her kids. Like, those are her kids. Like, yeah. And, like, at the end of the day, like, whatever attachment a father has to, the like, the child, I'm sorry, will never compare to a mother's attachment to the child. Just yeah, and, and I think that speaking. Brittany probably feels like she has missed, like, so much of their life. And they also probably feel like they've missed so much of hers. And having had, like, that distance for that long, like, you don't really even, like, know your kid. Like, you didn't get the chance to see their personality develop and, like, you know, get to know them, like, as they grow. And I'm sure that that creates such a weird, like, alienation. And also, like I said, like, her kids, like, are definitely exposed to, like, the news and the press about Britney. And also what her dad, prob- their dad probably tells them about Britney um, and what their relationship, like, is with um, Britney's family, if it exists. I remember one of her sons a while ago posted something about jamie spears that was like yeah he's like going to hell like it doesn't seem like they were they have a good relationship with britney's family either so that probably makes yeah i don't remember exactly when or what he said i think it was a little while ago but it it, like definitely did not seem like his kids had a good relationship with like britney's side of the family well from what i understand they're very close to britney's parents Really? Yes. In the voice memo, she was saying something about like Mima and Peepaw. <laughs> you know, she's Stop. from the South. So, yeah, you know. right. I always forget. I always forget that. I always forget this bitch is literally from like fucking like Alabama. Like, it's funny because I remember when Britney like first 
Instagram back and people were like, what is this bitch talking about? Like, I can't understand what this post means like at all. And people were like theorizing that the like because she would use like a bunch of emojis, like a shit ton of emojis. And people were like theorizing that the emojis that she was choosing were like hints about things. And I can't, like, not the Taylor Easter eggs. Literally eggs. But like people from the South were like, if you are from the South and you have like an auntie, this is exactly how they like type. It's true. Like you know, like well, maybe it's a little like incoherent because she's probably like off the medication and rambling, but you know, well, actually, like no, because when I was listening to this voice memo and also like other books, because I oh I keep up with Bernie Spears a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks very coherently. You would be very shocked um how coherent she talks. She talks almost, I would say, articulately. No, I know. I remember from the court, like the court trial of her the end of her conservatorship i remember seeing her videos and hearing her voice notes and being kind of like i don't want to say impressed because it's not that i thought she was like dumb but being like wow like you know for for somebody who like they were painting as this like completely like mentally unstable woman who like can't control herself and like you know she's just she needs people for her like she sounded super grounded and like very like you said like really articulate sometimes i also wonder the legitimate like legitimacy of her being mentally ill though like sometimes i think about it and i think she just genuinely is just traumatized like and i feel like there's like a dare i say like and i don't know how psych psych psychologically true this is but Sometimes I think there's a big difference between just being genuinely traumatized and like having cognitive distortions and like reacting from that versus like just being crazy. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, oh I yeah, think it's, it's like a big difference to be like depressed because you were just born that way, or like depressed because something happened to you. Yeah, and there's you know also I mean? a big difference between like having trauma and like having a lot of your actions and emotional responses be trauma responses and having like a personality disorder, like. That's two very different things, which I don't yes. know if I don't know if Brittany is like diagnosed with any personality disorder. Uh, well, she was on lithium from that's what she said. She was on lithium. They put her on like a bajillion grams of lithium. Right. Um, when she was on the conservatorship. So she could be bipolar, which like I don't doubt. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know her personally, but like I, I don't doubt that she's bipolar. Um, but I do definitely think that, you know her development was really stunted and I think it's pretty clear in her like emotional responses to things. So Gaga, for example, so she had a bout of psychosis Uh when she was writing Chromatica. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading about this. Yes. And I find it incredibly hard to believe that Gaga's either bipolar or schizophrenic, which would cause psychosis. And although I'm not a doctor, like, I really believe it was just, like, the trauma and stress from from fame. Yeah. That gave her a psychotic break. And, like, I honestly, like, would not go as far to say that, like, she's mentally ill. Like, I don't don't know. Like, and I kind of use that same logic for Brittany. Like, it's hard for me to believe that she's mentally ill in the way that, like, like a crackhead is and i think people think she's like some sort of crackhead. yeah no people think she's traumatized a crackhead yeah again not to say that she isn't like a little like because like i'm sure she is but also like yeah 
you know, if all that you see of her is like what she's posting on Instagram and it's all this kind of like weird stuff. It's weird. Yeah. It's very like, weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's like somebody who's like a little older and doesn't have like social media literacy type well, of that's thing. A thing. I think that is like most of what it is. I'm sure like in her daily life, she doesn't seem so like kind of weird and erratic. And also she seems to now only post on Instagram or like mostly post on Instagram when she's like responding to something. Well, honestly, a lot of it has to, of her behavior online has to do with social media literacy, which her being 40 something, of course, yeah. she doesn't have like, again, that whole thing about like the auntie and that whole like analogy is just very true. And honestly, like when it comes to her and the kids, the child situation, I really don't appreciate her like kind of putting her sons on blast. I thought no. it was out of very bad taste. Yeah, and, like, that's not right. At the end of the day, now that she has full freedom, that includes legal freedom. And I don't see why she can't just, like, not even take her sons to court, because that's insane. But take that motherfucker to court. Take their dad to court. Yeah, I mean, they're teenagers now. It's not like she can really... Like, I remember when she was driving with, like, her son on her lap. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, she can't really endanger their safety, like, as much as she could when they were, like, babies and couldn't fend for themselves if she were to you know have a psychotic break or like do something you know that would put them in harm's way like it's not like that's really that big of a threat anymore but yeah I think you're very right I don't think it was right for her to put that business on Instagram I mean like it's your son like you should just call him or like this is family business. I don't know if he would answer though because I doubt that she would do that if she felt hurt in any way yeah you know? Yeah, that's true. Which is also so sad. Yeah, it's very... The whole thing is is so sad. But then again, like, of course, like, all the ways that her children feel about her, I think it's a lot easier for them to demonize Britney, who was oh, yeah. never really in their lives, oh, than yeah. to, like, acknowledge, like, the insidiousness of... Britney's family and by extension their father because like you know that's kind of what they say about let's say if your parents abused you like in order for you to like not become an abuser yourself Mm -hmm. you have to like first just acknowledge that your parents hurt you and by extension that they are abusers right and it's like by not by not acknowledging that you know the cycle continues and I use that same logic in saying that like I think because there just weren't weren't she wasn't in their life at all it's like okay like she's the bad guy and my these people who were always in my life must be right like it's almost kind of like Rapunzel Mother Gothel like Stockholm Syndrome yeah type brainwashing like honestly like as much as I hate to say it like of course I'm on Britney's side a little bit when it comes to that shit like I do see her but honestly, I don't think her kids are ever going to reach out to her until they turn 18. The, the checks stop coming in and they're 100% going to reach out to her, which is well, very sad. Like, hopefully, like 15. I don't know how old, like, I don't know if he's the older one. I think they're, the younger one is still like maybe 13 or something like that. I, I want to say the same. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. But like, you know, those are still that's still really young. And they probably also don't understand like the nuance. 
action and they probably, you know, kind of only see the sensationalized version. And if they don't really know their mom, they kind of don't know the full story and can't really empathize with her yet, especially if like, like you said, she's been kind of demonized their entire lives, um, which sucks. But like, hopefully, you know, as they grow, they can kind of understand, like they can get the whole picture and be a little bit more empathetic to their mom and be maybe more likely to reach out and like meet her where she's at. But also like, I don't know what Brittany expects to come out of this because like if she were to take them to court and like, I want to say that when she ended the conservatorship, the custody was like called into question. And I think the results of that part of it were the same that she still can't have the kids or see them. I want to say that's what happened, but please do not quote me on that. Uh-huh. But um, regardless, I feel like, even if she were to bring them to court over this, or, I mean, bring the father to court and discuss custody, like, what are they going to say about her lashing out on Instagram like this? And, like, what are they going to say Yeah, about it's not going to look good on, like, court documents. And about her posting literal hold. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, there are aspects of your sexuality and also your personhood, womanhood by extension, that get 100% removed when you become a mother and mm-hmm. you have to relinquish it. You have to relinquish relinquish it. I don't care if that makes you sound like some sort of like misogynistic, like chauvinist. I really don't give a fuck. Like, how would you fucking feel if your mom was posting booty pictures? Like, yeah, uh, she, she, let your mom post a bikini pic. Like, of course, like let her feel herself and stuff. But like, like literally showing ass, like full ass and no, spreading your kill, ass I would cheeks kill open. Myself. I would kill and myself. Imagine being. Of- 15 and your mom is posting literal hole on instagram for like her millions and millions of followers to see like you you would die i'm not even imagine being any age like you could be fucking 30 and your mom could be 60 years old and it's like girl what the fuck are you doing like it's like like even beyond having that self-identification as a child like it's kind of like why are you you, you are a mother like you are a father like there are things that you have to let go of and like uh-huh. part of that includes skankiness like uh-huh. a, like sluttiness is a aspect of youth like and it's like obviously you can be 40 and single and suck dick every single fucking day different dicks like all that stuff like literally live your fucking best life like slay but like, <laughs> but, like in terms of like that openness of your promiscuity like it can't happen and also i really really want to call her husband it's a question because why husbands on god's earth in god's name would willingly take a picture of their wife that's what i'm saying parade her around on instagram with her spreading her ass cheeks open and covering her fucking nipples with her hands with bare chest like mama there is not a single man in this world that would be like, honey, that's so hot. Do it. Like, like that's no. such a good idea. And like ignoring, like, even if your wife was not Britney Spears, who has so much, like, you know, whatever she posts is going to get, you know, media attention, especially if it's something insane like that. Like who in their right mind, especially if like you have a partner that's like mentally ill would encourage like that behavior. Like you're right about that. Like it does make me kind of question like, what's his name? Sam. Asgari. Sam Asgari. Like, yeah, it does kind of make me question his, I don't know, judgment, but I just looked it up and um, cause I was curious and it says that right now. Um, so Brittany was granted 30% custody 
kids. Um, and um, that's three day visitation. But um, she said that they stopped, like they chose to stop visiting her and now she doesn't see them. Oh, wow. So she has legal custody, but they just don't visit her. They don't visit her. Yeah. Like she, she could, wow. it's not that she can't see them. It's that like, they're choosing not to see her. That's very sad. Which is very, very, very sad. Wow. Well, again, my, my only my only answer to that is that they're choosing to just believe her family, which, like, I mean, of course they are. Yeah. You know, I think to, like, kind of mourn the loss of your mother, essentially, and, like, you know, it, it's just kind of better to be like, all right, at least I'll keep the people I have than, I guess, accept almost this new person into my life. You know, yeah, it's, it's basically like if you were adopted, it's like, hey, here's your biological mom. Like, yeah, I feel like it's kind of the same thing, almost like, like kind of being like, all right, like, hi, how you doing? Like, it's kind of like, no, like these people kind of raised me. I don't really want anything to do with you. Yeah, which is so sad because like it, it was out of her control at yeah. the end of the day. But I, I see that's why they do that. I, I would maybe do the same. I honestly. Think- her reactions come from like a place of hurt and I think that she really wishes that things were different and that she could like I think she just wishes that things weren't this way with her kids and I think she really wants her kids to love her and accept her and that doesn't that just doesn't seem to be happening and so her reactions are coming from a place of like hurt you know like she's hurt that this is the way that things are. And this is the way that, you know, they're treating each other. I, I think she wishes things were different, but it's just so late in the game. And like, they're older now and they have their own like free will to do what they want. And they can say, no, I don't want to see my mom. I don't really want anything to do with her. And I think for her knowing that it's coming from them and like, not like from their dad or like with less, um like pressure from their dad maybe to like not see her i'm sure that is a huge blow to her as a mother so it's two-sided yeah because she and the instagram post were was saying basically i i'm afraid to inform you guys but i'm not willing to see you until i feel valued yeah which is crazy because crazy then there's part of me that's kind of like um i don't want to say it gives like narcissistic it's just a really really emotionally immature response to have as a parent like it's just a really toxic it's just talk like it is it is it's if it wasn't Britney Spears like you would say that's abusive because at the end of the day like when it comes to I've dealt with this a lot when I was in my teenage years like my mother almost feeling like you're like you're ungrateful like all this stuff and like my mother is just an angel now um mm-hmm. put that on record but um of course with immigrants it's yeah it's, I, I would never say that's different. abuse it's yeah. a little different than if like someone who was born here raised our kids here so that i don't know that's just my opinion i think psychotherapy is whitewashed that's literally a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. for another day but um yeah, my mom would often say that times to me and I would kind of internalize it. And it wasn't until I realized like, it's not the child's job to be grateful. And like, I know that's kind of like a stuck up thing to say, 
props to you if you're grateful to your parents. I'm eternally grateful to them. Yeah. Um, for the opportunities they have given me and whatnot. This sounds like a fucking PR response. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> come on, but... notes app apology. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not the kid's fucking job. And just because I feel like I'm grateful to my parents doesn't mean that I'm supposed to feel that way. And like, I know that some people are like, what are you saying? But like, you should be doing kid things for your kids because not you because chose you chose to have kids, them like, to you, have you, gratitude, but because that's your fucking job. You chose to bring children into the world. And what comes with that is that you have to provide for them. It's your job. Like, yeah, it's literally your job. If you feed your baby some, some, I was going to say titty milky. What the fuck is wrong not with me? titty milky. If you're about to feed your baby some milky, okay, they don't even know how to say mama yet, okay? And you expect them to say thank you? Like, it's kind of like, why? I, I don't I don't know why yeah, you expect that. Yeah, I know, that I know. That's nev- that was never part of the program. You have to teach your kids to say thank you to people and, like, and to yourself. Literally, honestly, for I work in the food service industry. And the amount of times, I'm pretty sure every single kid stands a couple who are such, literally always makes my day, have to be prompted to say thank you by their parents. Yeah. There's always that one kid who's like young, so young and like says thank you on their own. And it's like, literally, it's like. So cute. Yeah. Like very polite. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I want a polite kid so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think like as a parent, you kind of like, you kind of have to expect that your kid won't really be grateful in a meaningful way to you until they're adults and they can kind of understand, like maybe even until they have their own kids. Have their own. Yeah. And they're like, damn, like this shit is hard. I never realized how complicated and difficult this is. And like, then they have the perspective, but especially if you're like, if you have teenagers, like them bitches are moody as fuck. Like they're, they're they're evil. They're evil. I (laughs) was, so evil evil so, i was beyond evil Knievel. like i needed to be locked up like you they should have sent me away like honestly but that's literally the story of life though like yeah. you're supposed to be not exactly grateful for your parents until you have kids of your own and then they're not grateful to you until they have their own kids like that's kind of like the story of life like yeah and it's like to kind of like remove that from your child and like expect this premature gratitude is so conniving and gross to me. Like, yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I just, I really don't like that at all from her. I don't like that she um, is displaying this behavior and airing it out to the public. Um, no, I don't either. Like I said, I think it's just like a sign of just really immature emotional responses and, you know, not in check emotional stability and also like you're projecting that onto your kids who are literal teenagers like this isn't like drama you know like this is like your kids they're not gonna like they're not gonna act like adults they're not gonna act accordingly you know like they're not gonna go out of their way to make you feel wanted you're their mother they don't know and they shouldn't have to because that's not what you're supposed to do as a child. Like, that's not the role that you're supposed to occupy. It is very, very crazy. Yeah. To expect that from your children. And I yeah. don't know why. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think that Brittany, like, I wish her the best. And I also really don't, like, keep up with her that much. Like, I see her headlines here and there. But, like, I don't follow 
like her family drama the way that some people particularly a fan of hers like obviously I I like her and like I like her music but I'm not like a Britney like fan I don't I don't follow her like that so I don't have the full well you should change your mind I I should but I feel like it's like that ship has sailed like there's so much lore at this point it's like where like where do I even start like where I forget you're not a gay man so like like but I am though (laughs) (laughs) well what Britney means to me she will never mean to you, okay? I understand her in a far more intellectual and emotional way than you ever will, so, like... Well, I understand her in a much more, like, slay way. In a mother way. <laughs> in a mother has arrived. Mother right? has arrived. Yes! Why has that become our new thing? Like, I know, it really has. I don't really remember, has. like, when that started. I don't either. I feel like we said it once and we just ran with it. Yeah. Mama has arrived. Mama. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I really wish Brittany the best. I honestly have no further thoughts on the situation so yeah i just hope she's like getting the help that she needs i hope that she has like a solid support system um i hope that her husband is like cool and chill and like not exploitative of her because i i kind of felt like okay he's not like he doesn't like have aspirations to be famous he's like what like a bodybuilder or like a personal trainer or something like he's low-key i kind of thought that would be a good thing for her and you know obviously I don't know the whole story I I don't know their relationship so it could be but I hope that she has people around her who are grounding her and keeping her in check especially I'm sure this is a very stressful situation so I hope I like wish her the best like I'm sympathetic like you know mental illness is difficult to deal with well luckily I've never dealt with it yeah, yeah, very lucky. In my life. Very lucky. <laughs> Me either, actually. I've never been, I've never, I've never experienced that emotion. <laughs> Literally, like, I couldn't even describe to you what that feels like. Like, I don't really even know, like, what, I don't really even know the definition of being mentally ill. Like, what does that mean? Like, to me, it's, like, made up. Like, is that when you just, like, get <laughs> sad? I think it's when you're just, like, like, bugging. Oh, that it's when you, like... It's when you, like, hit a curb and you're like, oh, my God, like, that was so stupid of me. And then, like, you're in a bad mood for the rest of the day. It's, like, something like that. It's, like, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Really know. I- I'm normal. I'm normal. So, I, like, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, I would. They should, like... like, just, like, go take a walk. Mother could never. <laughs> Mother could never be mentally ill. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Do you believe that, like, her husband is, like, a gold digger, dare I say? I, like, I didn't get that impression, but, you know, there's never, there's always a possibility when you're marrying into, like, a higher, like, economic slash social status than the one that you're at, because he's not particularly famous, like, he he's not, I don't think he's even famous at all, but. I think he acts, quote, unquote. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Quote, unquote, yeah. Quote, unquote, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, hmm. We kind of ate. 
<laughs> we stayed on topic for 30 minutes. I know. Can you believe that? Can I think you that, believe that? That actually might be a record. And it was so intellectual. That actually might be a record for this podcast, like, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, my God. Abs- no, no, no. Amber Heard, I think, was 40. Oh, yeah, you're right. We did talk about that for a long time. That might have been 40 minutes. I yeah. love when that happens. When <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't, so like, rare. I don't know if I like when we're funnier or when we're smarter i don't know what's my favorite vibe well i i personally prefer when we're funnier because i just feel like like start out sounding smart and then by the end of the conversation we're just like Duh. you know that you episode know? of i have to stop saying that what the episode of spongebob where they have the stupid orb <laughs> that's literally there is seriously a magnetic pull like i consider us both to be very smart people but when we talk to each other like literally a switch flips in the universe and we just become so fucking stupid but also i think when we call like we we're very smart but i think when we hit record we, we get dumb maybe that's literally maybe what it is because do you know what it is like do you know when you're a kid and like you do something cool and then you're like, oh shit, I need to show my mom. And then you show your mom and then you flop. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like what we're it gives. Tr- it's kind of funny because when we record these, I don't really think about like putting them out. Like, I don't I don't think that far. I'm not like, oh my God, like I have to sound like smart for our audience of fucking 10 people. Oh no, like, in my head, we're just on the phone. Yeah, me too. That's what I mean. Like, this is like yeah. no different from a yeah. phone call. Like, yeah. but we but we are usually on phone calls, like a little more unhinged. We are more unhinged of phone calls. I think probably because there's more trauma dumping. Yeah, and, there's a lot. More and here happens. I have to edit myself because I don't want people knowing my business. See, that's, I feel the same exact way. Like sometimes we'll get in a conversation and I'm like, the natural <laughs> thing for me to say if I was just talking to you on the phone would be something like so revealing. And I'm like, say that. And then I'm kind of just like, oh, like what do I say? Like <laughs> about a certain oomph. Right. About a certain oomphy. <laughs> <laughs> who loves to interpretive dance on instagram live oh i'm thinking another oom. oh there's a lot i mean you could be talking about many many oomphs who sends care packages and jumps out of plane <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um anyways um i wanted to say um we don't have to talk about this uh-huh but I kind of want to talk about Nicki Minaj. Okay. So her first number one ever. <laughs> in her legit, like, 15 years in the game, um, debuted, I want to say, two weeks ago in the Hot 100, Super Freaky Girl. She got a number one? She did. I didn't even realize that. Her only other number one was Say So with Doja Cat. Oh, yeah. And- that, like, it's a collab. Yes, and I want to say she maybe had another one with another artist after that. Maybe. No, that was no. never one number one. That never one number one? No. Hmm. I think Ariana's first number one was One Last Time. Oh, right. And, that was or, and then after that, it might have honestly just been Seven Rings or something. Yeah, well, thank you, Next Seven Rings, and Break Up With Your Girlfriend. I think they all went number one. Or they were like one, two, and three all at the same time. That was crazy. Yeah, that was iconic. That was really iconic. So, um, yeah, basically, um, what happened with Nikki was she got number one for Super Freaky Girl. I think it stayed number one for one week, obviously. And then I don't know where it is on the charts now. 
But um, without a music video, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, she released, I kid you not, a clean and explicit version. Yep. A version of acapella versions of both of those. Yeah, well, that's what you have to do now for the streaming numbers, which is, yes. like, so sad. It, like, comes across so desperate. But... She also released a remix. Yeah. And an acapella version of the remix. And a clean and explicit version of the remix. Like, girl. But overall, she had eight versions of the song to buy and download on her store for 69 cents a piece. Like, be fucking for real. And she got the number one. And honestly, I will say for Nikki, like, Props to her for finally using, like, the tactics that, like, kind of everyone uses. Because, yeah. like, for example, Queen never... <laughs> I one. know. Queen kind of flopped, right? And Yes. Yeah. And she blamed... um, She blamed... I was going to say ASAP Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> she blamed Travis Scott. And yes, right. It came out on the same day. Yeah, I Yeah, remember. because he bundled, he bundled the tour tickets or something. Yeah, or yeah. Or the shirts, like, with the CD. Right. And she didn't do that. But it's also, like, Mama, like, you should know the game is changing. And, like, yeah. you have someone like Taylor Swift, for example, who's been in the game as long as you have. And Well, Taylor is also a marketing genius. Yes. But she's so. kept up with the changing trends. Oh, yeah. Forever. And that's why she stays on charts and stays selling. It's like, you should know by now if your contemporaries can do it, if Drake can do it, who have been in the game as long as you, you should know by now. Yeah, but I mean, if you also... want to keep your status, like, the the industry changes so fast now. Like, you have to keep up with the trends or else you're going to fall behind. Yes. And she finally did, and she got her number one. But it's also, like, I was there on Barb Twitter, like, seeing them get this number one. And it was the biggest act, act of desperation I've ever seen in my life, which, like, props to them. They're powerful people. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something about Nikki where, like, that's her number one. I know. When I don't really, I find it very hard to believe that people are listening to that song. Well, the other thing is that it's big on TikTok in that does contribute to streaming numbers. Oh, so, okay. TikTok so, contributes to streaming numbers? Yeah. Like, if you make a video with, with a TikTok sound? Yeah. Um, depending on number of videos, and I think, like, if you... Like, basically, watching a TikTok with a song, like, contributes to streaming numbers now. Wow. That's when did very, they change those rules? That's a very, very recent development. I think it's only like as of last year. I was gonna say it gives like 2021 they changed that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that, you know, like if you're wondering like who's listening to this, like that's honestly probably a big factor. If you like a lot of people, that's why like kind of artists, like a lot of artists kind of try to at least make one song on an album that kind of caters to TikTok or could be easily like translated over like into a trend or something to a dance and there's a dance to super freaky girl that's been going around and like obviously that's a very easy way to get like a big boost in your streaming numbers so yeah wow i need to get back on tiktok man just for i miss you on tiktok yeah i need to get back on it just so i can like be aware of what's going on because i swear like sometimes like i i not that i don't know what to talk about on here but like my my knowledge is limited to Twitter, which is like a whole other landscape. Yeah, it's very very different. And TikTok, I would say, is more um, accurate in terms of like what the zeitgeist is. It what the zeitgeist is. Well, 
Twitter, a lot more people, I think, use TikTok actively than they do Twitter. And especially Twitter is such, like, kind of a niche section of the internet. Um, It is. Especially, like, when you get into, like, the of stan twitter that are like for the different artists like they're all kind of isolated a little bit unless interact so i think like you get like kind of nicher and then like a smaller audience whereas tiktok like almost everybody kind of sees the same thing even though like your for you page is tailored to like your algorithm and like it kind of knows what you like and what you want to see i think like for the most part everybody kind of sees Trends spread, like, pretty wide and fast over TikTok, no matter, like, what side you're on. That's true. That's true. Whereas, like... Twitter trends are very short-lived. Yeah, and, like, you know, things can be trending on, like, one side of Twitter and, like, never make it to, you know, another side of Twitter. Like, it's it's a kind of insular. It's more insular in that way. Well, it's more old internet in that way. Where, like, you had that commodification of, like, niches, whereas, like... TikTok is very new internet where like everyone is kind of like in the same. It's, it's almost like, a globalization. Yeah. Well, Twitter is also like you follow, like you see people's tweets that you follow on TikTok. You see random people that you don't follow. Like you see anyone's videos. Whereas well, t- like Twitter's on Twitter, it's like, okay, these, it's like, yeah, they send you like the suggested tweets. Yes. I, and I'm like, I, I usually just, like, kind of scroll by them. Like, sometimes they're interesting and sometimes they're not. But that's, like, your entire For You page. You'll get, like, one or two videos here and there sprinkled in of, like, people that you follow or, like, mutual friends of yours of people that you follow. But for the most part, it's, like, anything that, that it wants to show you. That's true. Well, so Nikki, right, recently got into a feud with um with Lotto. Oh, yeah. And, um... Basically, Lotto said in this, like, nine-second clip in an interview, which I don't know who would want to interview her. Like, yeah, like, I, don't I don't find even, her I don't think I've ever heard a Lotto song. You know, it's giving bad, bitch. Never, ever. Oh, 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 okay. She makes very, like, TikTok, like, corny um, 30-year-old baddie song. Yeah, I feel you. And this wine is so delicious, by the way. I've been drinking wine. Oh, I'm jealous. I know. Um, but turning 21 in eight days, so gotta take advantage. Get it um, started early. It started early, okay. So I'm so corny. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, <laughs> myself. Anyways, so um, Lotto, right? I don't find her compelling at all. But she no, was an interview where she was like, she basically was saying, and I'm this is pretty much a direct quote. In the beginning, it was only Nikki. And uh-huh. she was on, and then she signal. She made a hand gesture signaling that she was on the top. Then she said, "But now, all these new rappers came in, these new female rappers." And again, still, it was like Nikki on the top, and like all of us down here. And then she said, "Recently, it's been we're all kind of like kind of like climbing on up, and then meeting Nikki where she's at." Now, I had two problems with this. I'm like, for one, like it is very premature to compare any of these new girls to Nikki. Oh, yeah. Just because it's kind of like, again, like she's been in the game 15 years. Like, it's kind of like, 
You could say sonically, but even the, none of them remind me of Nikki in terms of sound. No, they don't. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like we won't really see people who are, like, really emulating Nikki in that way until it's, like, the next generation, you know? Because she's still around and she's still, like, fairly recent. It's not like she's necessarily a legacy act yet. I think, like, when these newer girls kind of, like, get a little bit experienced and there's, like, another generation of, like, female rappers, maybe that'll probably start. I will say the same because you have her contemporaries who are still like in their I would say in their prime yeah like Taylor is I think in her prime now which is like kind of crazy because she's 32 and I don't want to make it sound like she's ancient but for a female artist that's ancient yeah but she also has like really serious staying power and like that's just the power of having a really dedicated and like kind of crazy fan base is that like nothing you can do will ever really like like she'll never release something and just have it have no impact whatsoever well it's so crazy that you say that because that's exactly what nikki said in her rebuttal on queen radio she was Uh basically saying that nick like lotto is very foolish to compare herself to nikki because she don't even have got fans right which is true because it's true i'm I've never heard of a Lotto fan base. I'm on Stan Twitter all the time, and I've never seen Lotto in anyone's profile pictures. Yeah. So, and to this day, I don't think she's really ever had, like, a crazy hit. Yeah. That everybody is, like, actively, like, whoa, this is the shit, you know? Like, yeah, I think people yeah. do know her songs, but I don't think people are like, wow, this is crazy. And so she's very valid in saying that, but also kind of, like, at the same time, like, it's giving like lack of reading comprehension and it's like like if Nikki already has a reputation of like trying to tear down other females and like basically the T is that like for her entire reign when she was at her peak she was kind of like blackballing other female artists like that's like the T yeah no one knows it's alleged no one knows if it's really that true or not but right as a barb I'm gonna say it's not but also like maybe like knowing her as a person and how she sometimes I could theoretically see it. I could it. see it. Yeah. So it's like, like, if you already have that reputation of being nasty to other female rappers, and, like, the tea on Stan Twitter is that, like, she doesn't really like Megan Thee Stallion anymore. Really? Which could be an imagined fan, be- fan beef. Yeah, that does happen for sure. Which does happen, but also, like, you'd be surprised the way that, like, those fake fan beefs become real. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, Especially somebody like Nikki, who is, like, really engaged with her fans on social media and stuff. And it seems like she has a lot of engagement with them and kind of talks to them directly a lot. Like, if she's seeing their tweets and they're kind of egging it on, like, it's easy for that to become, like, real life. Yes. So, Nikki um, basically said all that. And it's like, why would you say that? Why would you say that if you already have a reputation? And that's basically what happened. Um, also, I got I got confirmation. Nikki did have three number ones. This is her third, but this is her first. That's um only her. Oh, okay. With no okay. features. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, like, good for her. It's like due time, and it seems kind of crazy that she's never had one with no with a feature without a feature. I mean, you would think like maybe Anaconda, right? You know. Yeah, because that was so huge and, like, had such, like, a cultural impact. But it's kind of fun. The songs that you think of as huge and, like, they were literally everywhere, like, just weren't number one. 
Yeah. That's such a, that's such facts, dude. Which, like, I personally never really paid that much. I'm not one of those stands that pays attention to charting, really. Like, if something charts, I think it's cool. But, like, obviously, as, like, Alana Stan, she's not a charting artist. That's not her goal. Um, So I just, like, I, I've never been, like, attuned to, like, paying attention to charts. But I can see why, you know, you would want to keep track of that. Um, but it's a cool, I think it's a cool accomplishment, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have no impact if you don't chart. And it also necessarily doesn't mean that you do have impact if you do chart. But also, like, I'm sorry, but, like, in what world, like, is charting re- found in, like, any form of reality anymore? Yeah. When there's, like, when there's always kind of been manipulation going on, but, like, especially recently, like. Oh, yeah. You know, like. I just don't, I I don't see a number one as an accomplishment the way that it used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's all manipulated nonsense now. Payola. Yep. Fans buying a million fucking CDs, digital vinyl, tape recordings, buying anything they could, the bundles with the tour tickets, the this, the that. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it. It's not as simple as just like, wow this like people really like the song and it's really successful like there's just it, there's so much more now that it's yeah you're right it's not really the same as it was back when things were different it's not about damn time by lizzo is number three and i don't think anyone i i've have, never i've still never heard that full song i have never pressed play on spotify never. i have never like i don't listen to the radio either so i don't really know like what's on like the billboard like top 100 like i don't really know what's like playing on the radio i don't listen to that stuff and i also am not going to seek it out but a lot of the stuff that like is apparently like top five on the charts like i've never heard them in my fucking life yeah yeah i've never heard them in my life and i'm not really interested in seeking them out i mean if it's something that's like causing conversation yeah i will but otherwise like i don't i really don't care so would you like to wrap yeah okay well it's been a pleasure i'm yeah very proud of our little britney conversation i know how did we do that why did we give tmz why what's up with the fact that we gave tmz this episode we did why what what was up with that we did what is up with that (laughs) that was so random of us i know and i was like it's so funny because like every time i open you know like i get ready to record with you it's so difficult to know how the episode is gonna go like i just feel like because we just go in and sometimes we have a general idea of what we're gonna talk about and sometimes we just feel like recording and like i never know how things are gonna go and so i'm like pleasantly surprised when i like we we wrap and then i'm like damn like we actually kind of ate that a little bit (laughs) yeah i like this one a lot i think we ate this one but I can't wait to visit you next month and then we get to do it in person for the first time. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I feel like we should do, like, a recording. Like, I feel like we should actually record ourselves talking, like, video. A video? Yeah. Okay. I think we should. I'm down. Where's Where's this video gonna go? I don't even know. I think we can put it on Spotify. Oh my god, but as long as both of us are seen from only the front. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, 
very specific angling like believe me nobody will see my side profile for even one second no as long as that's what's going on i'm so down you know what's crazy though i actually saw i like i saw my side profile in like a video yesterday and i actually didn't want to die i don't know if that's like growth or if i just like contoured my nose really well that day but like i could live with seeing it and i was like wow like usually that sends me into a spiral i can't talk to anybody for the rest of the week no but contour can't affect your freaking side profile i know but like it's i don't know i don't know maybe it was just my good side i don't know recently i've kind of like not hated my nose but that, that it never lasts so it never it never lasts never lasts so. it never lasts so yeah well, we will do that we'll both be like facing it'll be so awkward we'll be like facing directly front like not even looking at each other i'll literally i'll literally look at you from the corner of my front no, I'm literally go to... the very corner of my eye you know the, the mirror they give you at the, the hair salon <laughs> I'm going to, like, point that in a way that I can make full eye contact with you without, um, <laughs> without having to look at without you. Giving, without giving side profile. Yes, and it'll, it'll satisfy not only our autism, but our um, body dysmorphia. So yes. <laughs> the okay. true driving factors of this podcast. Literally. Literally, literally. Ooh, autist, autistic. <laughs> Autisticis. Girl, I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. I love you so much. Love you too. Bye. Bye.